what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, moving on, moving on. Like, oh, well, the makeup bottle. <laughs> it's like a cracked out T-bird, some grease. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's got that black hair. Oh, finally, finally, we are back <laughs> on the air with you guys. Hello. Welcome to Chick Chat here on The Mesh. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Mary Margaret. There's Jeanette. Hey, Jeanette, how you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. We got a little secret moose producer (laughs) action happening in the background, too. You know, this is the time of year where we always bring moose in because it's Big Brother season. Yeah. Anyone who's been listening to Chick Chat for any amount of time, you know that we love Big Brother. We do usually an episode kind of dedicated to it. Um, We're going to do that a little bit today. If you are not a Big Brother fan, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, it's okay. You can listen to the news bits at the first, and then we will break away for Big Brother, and you can tune out then if you (laughs) want to. But... I think we've got some stuff to discuss for Big Brother. Um, so I'm ready to get going on it. Jeanette, how has the end of summer treated you? Good. Kids back in school. Woo-hoo. Doing well. So fingers crossed it stays that way and they can continue. Yes. We will. Uh, we, we started here this week as well. Okay. We're excited. The kids were ready to go. Um, <laughs> it's, you know. We'll see. We've only got three days under our belts, but so far so good. And well, we're three weeks in, so hopefully that stays. We stay you, stay in. Are you mask mandated? Yes. So yeah. our my daughter's school is mask mandatory. So I think that's helped. Good. Yeah. Good. Yes. We um, we too are mask mandated, as well as our uh, educators and anyone in the building is mandated to be vaccinated. So. Have that going for us too. So let's just all cross our collective internet <laughs> fingers and hope that this sticks and that um, things kind of take a turn in the world because, dude, stuff's been like intense. Like, yeah. I mean, Delta's not good, COVID stuff, not good, hospital numbers, not good, Afghanistan, not good, uh, hurricanes, not good. I mean, I don't know, me personally, Texas, not good, but whatever. Like, I'm just just putting it out there. Um, So, you know, things not good in the world, but I do think in Chick Chat, they are good. We are ready to discuss, get going. Got a couple of little news things, just two quick tidbits that I found kind of interesting. Thought I would share at the beginning here. Um... So I'm going to get started. I know that you don't always watch Dancing with the Stars, but everybody understands the concept. It's Mm -hmm. Dancing with the, like, B-list stars, usually, right? B, C, D. Yeah. I mean, they're questionable sometimes, right? But it is, uh, you know, ABC makes a big deal out of it every year of who is going to be in the cast, 
Um, Good Morning America does like special announcements and all this jazz. Um, but they've started announcing this year's cast. And there is some interesting tidbits to it. Um, I, I just, I'm curious of your opinion on it and like where, where it's going to go. But mainly uh, the first person that they announced was Jojo Siwa. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a daughter. I um, do. You and I have daughters. We know who Jojo Siwa is. Like, uh, yeah, my daughter knew who Jojo Siwa was before she was like Jojo Siwa like, exactly. from Dance Moms. Dance um, Moms, right? Yeah, that's where you know. And I always saw her on the. I watched that show as well um, before my daughter ever started watching it. She's like going back and she's doing old Dance Moms, her and her right. friends. And I'm like, oh, I was there in the beginning when this was going on. You're like, like way to catch up. Come on, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, I would see Jojo and her mom, and, you know, they were just like any of the other standard dance moms that, you know, but I'm going to say, like, of all the kids that came out, am I shocked that Jojo was, like, the standout biggest star? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, She had a little bit of a speech impediment where she couldn't pronounce her R's, and her mom was not one of the most unlikable ones, but you could see that she was one of those that was, had stars in her eyes for her daughter. She had potential yeah. of being had, a trash yeah. bag. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. And you know, I, when the bow things, she had a, a little thing. She had the bows and Hair who bows. knew that would be her kickoff to stardom? <laughs> like, I mean, the bow thing was intense for a while, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they were gigantic hair bows that she put her name behind and people bought them. Like uh, my daughter made me buy her some. Then she, she actually said a couple of days ago, like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but I mean, they're cute, but I'm yep. not going to wear Jojo Siwa bows anymore. We're a little past that age now, I believe. Right? But we yes. did see the Jojo stage in our house. For yes. Sure. Um, you know, she's, she's bouncy. She's cheerful. She does like kids bop style stuff. Right. And, um, in the past year she has come out as pansexual. Yes. So she actually has a, I don't know if she still does, but she did when she came out, she had a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and you know, there was obviously two sides of the world. People saying like, some people were saying, Oh my gosh, Jojo, this is ridiculous. And on the other hand, people are like, cool, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah. Everybody stop announcing your preference to me because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I think that I was announcements. Like, I seriously, y'all, I don't need announcements. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't announce like everything that I do in my personal life. You know, right. I, I understand that she's a public figure. Um, but true. Yes. People may care about hers, but yeah, it's, it's just gotten to the point where I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, cool. Like, I don't know that we needed an ABC special report on it and whatnot. You know, I mean, right. this, this is how it is these days, right? Like, are we not, I know we're not, unfortunately in the world, I know we're not past the point of people judging someone that doesn't have the same preferences as them. Right. I, I get that. I don't agree with it, but I get that that's still the way the world is. So here's what Dancing with the Stars has done. JoJo is going to be dancing with a female. She's okay. going to have the same sex partner 
for the first time on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Uh, here's here's the thing. Okay. First of all, bravo. Like, great. You know, uh, I don't understand how we're on season 30 and you're just now doing this. But second of all, the, JoJo Siwa is not the first gay, pansexual, bisexual, anything that's that's been on Dancing with the Stars. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why they're doing it now or what their reasoning is behind it, I guess. I'm not sure how they plan to, does that affect the judging of like how people are taught these dances? Well, um, yeah, because I mean, you've got to think that I don't know what, which I, the only person I, I didn't know Jojo, jo- jo, I, I hadn't seen any of the list yet. I knew they were coming out with it. The only thing I knew was that Tyra's still there. My, our campaign didn't work, Ooh. but, but, um, and I'm sure someone else, I know one other person is going to be on there and I was like, Oh, not a fan. So, um, yeah, my whole thing is fine. I don't, it's, it's whatever. Right. But yeah, the judging wise, like when you get into certain dances, are they going to be able to do the lifts? Are they going to be able to do, I mean, I'm sure they can do other things, but right. I didn't know that that was like a thing where, I don't know. I don't well, understand ballroom like, dancing enough. It's like, does it have to be male, male, female, yeah, female, no or idea. male, female? Like, and that's what I'm I would not just, sure of. But I'm also, like I said, I'm just real curious. Why, why now? Yeah. Um, it's, like I said, they've had openly gay people on the show before. That has not really ever been a problem. Yeah. And it wasn't like um, they were, I'm thinking of even last season. What's the, what's the figure skater, male figure skater's name that? Yeah. Um, oh, it escapes me. Around. Johnny something. John, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Weir? No. Johnny Weir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's very open and... <laughs> he was still with a female mm-hmm. in the sense of, I think when it came to the way the show is presented as in like, you're learning these dances. I don't think they were saying you have to be with a female because male and female are the only way to dance. <laughs> right. But that's not the case. It wasn't no. that. It was more the, I mean, probably not the best term, but the equality of having male, female, male, female as teams, right? Like, yes, that's more where I think like, that's what they are doing. They're not doing it to separate people that are not straight. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know, but anyway, so that's interesting. It's going to happen. I don't know where that's going to take this season. Yes. Tyra is back. Um, not happy about it, but mm. the judges panel comes back the same way. I think Lynn is still going to kind of be remote, um, because Derek Huff still is going to be on the panel, which I like. I like Derek. I like that Derek much. more than I like his sister judging, but yeah, she's I a didn't little mind much, her, but yeah, she can be a little over the top. Um, but I'd rather see her on the floor. I'd rather see Derek on the floor actually too. Yes. But anyway, bring back Derek and Mark. Hundred percent. Where is Mark Ballas? When I want Mark, him? Val, and Derek all back. Mark, and Val, Max. And, Max. and Max. I think Max is coming back this year. I'm not hundred percent. Don't quote me on that. But that's always fun for me too to see is the pros that come back, right? So, yeah. along with JoJo Siwa, we know for a fact that Suni Lee 
the American gold gymnast uh, is going to be on the show as well. Mm-hmm. We know that gymnasts have a really big history on the show of doing great. Yeah. So you put her against a former dance mom star and maybe there's a good, <laughs> a good tie. I have no idea. We also know that the bachelor Matt James is going to be on there because yeah. he's got to get their kicks in there somehow of cross promotion. Not a um, fan. I'm not sure Matt James should have been the one to do it. Um, I'm just a little tired of Matt James. That's all I'm, I'm saying. very tired in his back and forth and wishy-washy. I'm no longer a fan. Moose is tired of Matt James too. And Moose, I didn't even realize Moose. Well, Moose produces, we do have a show here on the mesh called my dad watches the bachelor, which if anybody <laughs> wants to tune in sometime, it's hilarious because it is truly a father daughter duo that watched bachelor and the bachelorette and then discuss it. And he gives fatherly advice I will preface this by saying they don't watch uh, Bachelor in Paradise, or they, they maybe they watch it, but they that don't. might be uncomfortable. They don't do the show mainly because the dad calls it uh, like Syphilis Island or something like that. Yes, I mean, that's I, probably a good explanation. Whatever it is, of it. some sort of it's Chlamydia Island. Ah, Chlamydia okay, Island. Thank you. Either one. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes. So Matt James, I'm not down for, but he is supposedly going to be on the show as well as Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hmm. Um, (laughs) eh, I'm not really stoked about this year. Maybe they're saving the best people for last. Maybe. I don't know. We did just find out yesterday, I believe, that Olivia Jade. Mm -hmm. That's the one I'm not a lot of fan of. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not real sure that we need to be feeding this girl more attention. Um, Or why she would even want more attention. Olivia Jade, for those that aren't familiar with it, is the daughter of... um, Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin, thank you. And Massimo. Massimo. Um, Target fame. Yeah. You know, the college admission scandal... Enter Olivia Jade. Like, this is where these discussions and stuff. I'm not. Is I she a celebrity? I mean, she, I know she had her little YouTube or whatever it was influencer thing before the whole UCLA thing. But again, well, I'm she just didn't not, seem to be remorseful for anything that she did. Right. I'm and not I'm, sure that we need to reward her, right. I guess, is what it is by being yeah. on the show. Like, is she still in college? Is she. I mean, is mama still in jail? I don't know. Like this, this stuff is why I'm not sure she needs to be on there. Um, But it's confirmed that she's going to be there. Um, I did hear buzz of another person who I think could be a fantastic person on there is Amanda Klutz. Um, She's the wife of Nick Cordova. Who passed, oh, away who passed away from COVID. He was the Broadway star and she has recently been on the talk or the view or the two or something. One of those women sitting around talking shows. Um, See, this is where the show's getting away from dancing with the stars to just dancing with people in the news because that's what it is. That's <laughs> it's exactly like, it's no longer it dancing with the stars. Yeah. That's exactly what this is now. And, uh, you know, I, 
I think people watch it because you see somebody who maybe has some really like online fabulous life, right? And then they get on a stage and they can't move their feet. Right. That's humorous. Well, I mean, think about it. We had people like, we started with people like Joey Lawrence and Joey McIntyre and, you know, actual people who may have been child stars that we hadn't seen in a while or maybe saw once or twice. And all of a sudden that helped kickstart their career again into something different. Alfonso Ribeiro. I mean, he was, we all knew who he was. He's on reruns every day, but now he's hosting America's Funniest Home Videos. It's like watching people who can actually do something and that you actually have a connection with from either childhood or something else going, oh, I remember them. Like I can imagine one day, maybe in 10 years from now, seeing someone from the cast of Friends on there, you know, like those type of people dancing with the stars, like people who were stars back in the day. They might not be household names now, but if you saw them walking on the street, you'd still still be like, oh, hey, isn't that so-and-so, you know? Well, like, and did you ever watch when we were young, uh, like Circus of the Stars? Yes. Oh my God. See that <laughs> I loved, right? Yes. Like that was a big, cool deal because they put real stars and these were people that were on TV at that time. Like right. these either soap operas were, or sitcoms exactly. or TV shows, yeah, dramas. Yeah. They were pulled off the show at that time and then put on like a trapeze. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to die on TV. (laughs) This is amazing. I loved Circus of the Stars. And so, you know, I think that there is some of that from our generation of people watching, hoping to get some of that maybe feeling back. I don't know. Um, I watch it as like a guilty pleasure a little bit. Um, My mom watches it. And so we discuss it. And now my children have gotten into it to where they think it's cool when they know somebody on there, like Sky Jackson was on there before. Yeah. And, you know, they, they see some of those people and they think that's really cool. What was the guy from um, Zombies? Milo? Oh, yeah. Milo oh. Ventimiglia. Yeah, super, super cute. And he and that's where I realized great. his mom was a star. I was like, oh, I know yes. his mom from the practice. Yes. And so they... They love that. You know, they think that's neat. They don't get some of these people. Like last year, Caitlin Bristow was the bachelorette and she won. And they were like, Right. Like, and I don't think she should. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I'm fine with JoJo. I'm fine with Suni Lee. Cause yes, they are stars. You know, Olympic stardom is, is big. You know, not everybody can yes. be an Olympian, but like when we get down to the Olivia Jades, yeah, I guess Kenya Moore, someone of a star. She's on reality TV. She's been in TV shows. She's a, former Miss USA. I don't want to get it wrong because she gets upset. I don't know if it's Miss USA, America, whatever she is. Some national queen title. Yeah. I mean, fine, whatever. But yeah, I want, I want people like Ricky Schroeder. Where's Silver Spoon's guy? (laughs) Well, didn't they have the guy from Dukes of Hazzard on there one year? They did. Yeah. Tom. I think the, um, the blonde. blonde Johnny. No, his name was Schroeder too, wasn't it? Schneider. Schneider, Schneider, Schneider. yeah, John Schneider. Moose coming in hot with answers. I love it. It's, yeah, John Schneider. You know, like there were, there's people like that that I'm like, let's see some of these people that I have been wondering where they were, right? That's what we want. Um, So, yeah, so they're going to announce more as they go. Um, They just had 
on the article I read the other day, they just just told the uh, professionals who were going to be on the season to get to LA. Like, so there were, they, from what I understand, the professionals don't even know until up to the very last minute because of who drops out, who says yes, who says no, all that stuff. Gotcha. So those people are on their way. So we will be having a new dancing with the stars soon. Um, and I know we'll all just be anxiously awaiting it. I'm just okay. waiting for Tom Bergeron to make his return. I'm tired of Tyra. Oh, quit teasing me. I don't like Tyra <laughs> at all. I miss Tom, but whatever. He's he's pissed and he's done. He's like, screw you, ABC. So, mm. so be it. Um, somebody else that said screw you is Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> Did you hear that she is saying... No, uh, she is not going to drop West from her name in the divorce. Um, Why? She wants to have that connection to her children. Okay. And while I get that, I'm kind of curious who actually ever called her Kim Kardashian West. Like, I'm not sure that's that big of a statement. Everybody still says Kim Kardashian, in my mind at least. Mm. Um, but yeah, she has announced that she will not be dropping her name. She will remain a West. Um, however, this is prior to the announcement yesterday after his album, Kanye's newest album has been released. Uh Um, I don't know if you've heard any of it. Um, I haven't heard it, but I've heard about what he says in it. Yeah. So Donda is Uh the new album. And supposedly, um, in the, in one of the songs, he actually kind of alludes to cheating on her after. I heard it was the other way around. Maybe it's both. Is it both? No, it's him saying, uh, shoot, what is it? I'm going to find it. It's, um. I forget the name of it, of the song. But anyway, he says something about like, um, after, after two kids still, you know, with a new girl or found a new girl still in my old ways or something like that. I mean, he kind of. So there's one where he alludes to her cheating as well. He, and it's something about how long take what, since when does it take two hours to come back from, from Palm Springs or something and who spends an hour in Walgreens. Um, I, I do sometimes. <laughs> I was like, um, Kanye, <laughs> I, you seem to spend an hour in Walgreens. I, I, what can be? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Sometimes, okay. sometimes you got to go aisle by aisle, <laughs> depending on how many <laughs> Walgreens is. <laughs> sometimes they're not ready with your prescription. Right. Um, so this song that he has, uh, it the the line, the chorus, the phrase, whatever I don't know. It says, "Here I go acting too rich. Here I go with a new chick, and I know what the truth is. Still playing after two kids. It's a lot to digest when your life's always moving." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um. I do know my daughter wants to listen to it. She talked about it yesterday. So 
Well, they refer also to a their house. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> who was featured? The house was featured in Arch- Architectural Digest, mm-hmm. and so in the song he says, "Architectural Digest," but I need home improvement. Sixty million dollar home never went home to it. Genius gone clueless. It's a whole lot to risk. Alcohol anonymous. Who's the busiest loser? Heated by the rumors, read into it too much. Feening for some true love, ask him, who do you love? Or what do you love? Hard to find the truth is, but the truth was that the truth suck. Always seemed to do stuff, but this time it was too much. I mean, deep, deep lyrics from... Kanye. I mean, I mean, he's always kind of deep. So he's he's just. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about putting a, your business out there. It's very Taylor Swiftish. It's 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 funny you say that. You know, I I think um, Kanye, who by the way has also filed for legal name change. To what? Oh, to yay. To yay. Just yeah. yay. Just yay. And just like I think people will still just call her Kim Kardashian, I'm pretty sure everybody's just going to say Kanye West. Like, I don't care what the court says. Um, Yeah, I just, I'm not a huge fan of, like you said, like putting everything out there. And I don't know, it's a little trash bag style to like put. And you've got kids who will hear this later. 100%. It just seems trashy. And my thing with, I mean, if she, I get the connection to her kids. I understand that. I mean, it's not, she's not the first woman to ever do it. So, I mean, there's plenty of people who always keep their main name. My concern comes in when, or if, if she ever gets married again, is the, is she going to be a double hyphen or will she drop West at that point? I mean, did you just hear what you said in the whole, if she ever gets (laughs) married again, it's Kim that we're talking about. Kim and she's on number three though. She's going to do number four. But she's only like, how old? She's close to 40. Yeah. Girl loves a wedding. She's going to get married she again. She does, yeah. That's she's very true. Again. And Just like Jayla will get at least engaged again. <laughs> she, she's the forever, like, I will be engaged. A, a forever fiance. A couple, well, she's been married three times too now, right? Three or four. She's had Ooh. three or four husbands. J-Lo. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. they're like competing. <laughs> How many times can they be engaged and married? You know, I just, I, I foresee her as someone who will get married again. It's just, yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I get so tired of sort of the, the Kardashian crap that goes around, right? Like I miss the simpler times with Kardashians. Um, but when was that? When was when were the simpler times? You know, I think back to the the early days of their show. You know, and the the house. regular house that looked like a regular family house. Yeah, you know, and and, and yeah, just I kind of miss those days. And so I'm glad the show was off. I'm, I think that that was it went on a little too long, but it's fine. And now. Um, I just don't want to hear all their drama in a a yay song, <laughs> whatever you call them. I don't know. Y- yay, yays, something. 
Yeezy. Yeah. I refuse. I refuse. A <sighs> um, little bit of fun info that I came across the other day. I don't know how I came across it because it's a really bizarre thing to share with you. But I, I feel the need to share something about the royal family. Of course. Um, and I have found the article that explains their favorite foods from insiders. <laughs> okay. This is real hard hitting news. Just it is in case I'm ever like invited to a dinner party. I know what to bring. Well, this, this is fun. All right. So the queen of England, queen Elizabeth, um, her favorite meal is a hamburger. No way. I was surprised by this. Says that she prefers her hamburgers without buns. She likes to eat it with a knife and fork. And she puts cranberries on it instead of ketchup. And when they make this for her, they call it the ma'am burger. Oh <laughs> okay. The I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. Mom, I don't know that I'm going to rush out and put some cranberries on my hamburger to try it, but I mean, if it's good it's enough, not for too, Queen it's, I mean, I've heard of some other crazy things on hamburgers. I mean, I like peanut butter on mine, so oh yeah, I do too. Um, Prince Charles, this one I'm not surprised by. Um, his favorite meal or his fondness um, that his chef or whoever. I don't know who they are getting their news from, but basically the instruction was that every morning he wants two plums and a little juice in a bowl and sent to him for breakfast. Um, he would take one plum out and save it for later and then eat one plum. So his chef said one day he sent up, just one plum and Charles was like, I asked for two plums and he said, yes, but you always take one out and save it. So I figured I would just keep it chill for you. So you don't have to do that. And he was like, I need two plums, please. So Charles is apparently big on dual plums in the mornings. That's it. Yeah. Plums and juice. Um, Prince George, his favorite is spaghetti carbonara. Well, that's quite sophisticated for a child. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's not a it's not a posh meal or anything, but I don't know that my kids have ever had spaghetti carbonara. I don't know that I've had carbonara. Like, I don't really. Sure I've what had it, but I don't know that my kids. I've it? never made it. It's it? spaghetti with bacon and like a cream sauce. Oh, yum. yeah. Okay. It's it's good. Well, Charlotte, Princess Charlotte, likes cheesy pasta. So maybe that's mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, they're they're just yeah. in fancy words now for us. Yeah. But her favorite snack is olives. And I was like, Oh, me too. Charlotte and I can me too. too. I have some in my refrigerator right now that I snack so on. I, I love it. It's my favorite snack. Um mm. Prince Louis, beetroot. 
is his no, favorite snack. That's very posh. Who it's, gave the kid beetroot? I bet it's a lie, too. I bet they were like, oh, God, Charlotte said mac and cheese. We got to do something fancy. <laughs> and the other kids over here eating <laughs> spaghetti carbonara. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, somebody give him beetroot because we grew beetroot. that in our garden. Yeah. Somebody gave um, that poor kid beetroot. Aw. Give Louie like, some pasta. Um, rest in peace, Prince Philip. But apparently his favorite was salmon. Okay. Something. A salmon puff pastry. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's got a fancy name. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's not a salmon croquette, is it? It's like. That's, that's not a pastry, though. So it can't be that. C-O-U-L-I-B-I-A-C. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of that. Kulbiak? 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 Don't know what that is. Kate Middleton likes curry. And she likes it quite hot, she says. Quite hot. (laughs) Oh. That's got to be fun. Quite hot. Like just and curry? Like are we? Does it, are you putting it on anything? <laughs> I don't know. She's well. Let's see. Let's see what she said. She actually says, "Oh, the children like it with no spice. Uh, William likes it medium, and I like it quite hot." All right. She said Charlotte handles heat really well. I mean, see what we're learning here. Do you see this hard-hitting news? I mean, I could have dinner with these folks, except for Louie. I'm not eating beetroot with the kids. Yeah. I mean, okay. And so to wrap this piece up, you know what? um, And I mean, shout out to People Magazine for actually making this. This hard-hitting news. This hard-hitting news and the joke at the end of it, which basically says that clearly Megan and Harry's favorite food is roasted chicken. I was going to say, it's got to be roasted chicken. (laughs) Do we find out Williams or do we know? No, he just likes medium spice. Medium spice. Okay. Yeah. So Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Roasted chicken. chicken. uh, And avocado toast. And we all know what roasted chicken means in the eyes of Chick Chat. (laughs) We do. Yeah, they like roasted chicken. That's what they were doing whenever they got engaged. Roasting a chicken. That's the story. And they're sticking to it. And they're sticking to it. All right. So, yeah, that was that was just a fun little tidbit I came across. You know, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk real quick about this, this fascinating show that I've been watching, watched. And then we're going to hit up the Big Brother news. So one more info here. Um, have you watched on Netflix My Unorthodox Life? No. Moose, have you watched it? Okay. Moose says no. All right. This is a uh, maybe like nine, ten episode something series on Netflix. Very Kardashian style. Let's follow around the family. Yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so the family consists of Julia Hart who is the CEO of Elite Model Agency, who, by the way, has one of the Kardashians as 
uh, a model as long as well as many of the famous models in the world, right? But Julia Hart has four children and one of them is married. So that girl's husband is kind of another child in their family, but she is a former Orthodox Jew hmm. and she escaped the life. Okay. She lived in Muncie, New York, which is like an Orthodox Jew sort of hub, I guess. Okay. And she was married. She got married in an arranged marriage, very young, to Yosef. And they have four children. And her oldest daughter gets married when she was 19. They... Two days after the wedding, Julia says, screw this. I'm gone. I don't want this life. She leaves, flees to New York with the money that she has been saving up secretly by being an insurance agent on the side that nobody knows about. She saved her money up and started a shoe line by herself. Oh. Now, this is how bizarre this show is. Started a shoe line... And then somehow became famous from that and then got named the president of Elite Models? I don't know. Um, I feel like there might have to be more to the story. I guess. But once she's very, um, like, sex positive. Oh. She's got the whole... Um, Okay, let me just let me just paint this picture. You start watching the show on Netflix, and before the credits come on, and before you know anything about it, you see Julia talking to a young, attractive couple who it labels at the bottom as her daughter, Shava, and her husband, Benjamin, a.k.a. Ben. And they are sitting outside this lovely home discussing how to have a better sex life with huh. her. Okay. And then she explains about role-playing, and then she talks about how she wanted to know if, if either of them had a vibrator. Okay. Not conversations <laughs> I've ever had with my parents or would ever plan to have. <laughs> Just just stating the show facts, not not real life here. She um, so then you know we find out that Julia has left. She leaves the town. She takes her like two of her younger kids with her. The fourteen year old son chooses to stay in Munsey because he is a black hatter, as he calls himself, where he's very traditional Orthodox Jew. He has decided to not watch TV, to not talk to girls. He um, the other three children are trying to work for their mom. There's one that's bisexual, and she says, forget all the Jewish stuff. Like, she doesn't care anything about this. But then there's the one that's married that is trying to convince her husband to let her wear pants. Because they don't wear pants, apparently. But she can wear, like, I don't know. 
It's very interesting and very intriguing, but I'd like somebody else to watch it because I feel like there's stuff that they're not telling us because I don't understand how it all works out. She lives in this amazing penthouse in New York and then all of her kids work for her and it's like, I don't really know. But do you know anything about Orthodox Jews stuff? I don't. So I'm, I'm going to be honest, like what I know about Orthodox Jews, I've done a, a little bit of like watching historical things about them. Um, I know they're very like, I don't know if this is the right word, but more of like the fundamentalist side of Jewish. So more like traditional, the traditional, you know, old time, almost like they're not Amish, but almost like what I consider Amish, like very traditional, the olden ways, the old book. But if I'm honest, like I, most of what I've seen or heard focused on the men. And so I don't know a lot about what it's, what the Jewish woman who's an Orthodox Jew has what they have to follow. Like what are things that they can and cannot do? She has several siblings that are all still back in Muncie. And then like one sibling that talks to her, the others don't, but that one is still very fundamental Jewish behavior. Her children are, some of them are, but it's, it's really weird. I don't know. I need you to watch it. Okay. It is on Netflix. It's only like 10 episodes and they're very easy to watch. Um, but it's very curious. It's very odd (laughs) and not one that you would watch with your children because all she talks about is like vibrators and sex and stuff. That's most of Netflix for me. I'm always like, I'm not watching this. Let me see what, it, let me watch it first and then see if you can watch it. And yeah. Good call. Yeah. No, just talk. Don't do it. Okay. So that's my little uh, recommendation for the day. Now we move on to the real, real bit here. It is Big Brother time again. Season 23. Mm. Hard to believe. I, I can't believe it. It's it's um it is one of the first seasons where I feel like maybe they've listened to us a little bit. I'm telling you, they listen to Chick Chat and they're like, you know what, those girls are onto something. <laughs> it is very much a unique take, I think, on some of the original games that they've had, mm-hmm. but not the same old, same old stuff. They've thrown in some twists this year. Trying to, I think, be a little more aware in production about what they put out. So I just want both of you and welcome Moose. Oh, I'm sorry. Who has changed his name on a screen to BB Expert? Okay. Here we thank go. You, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Moose. You know what to do. We're talking Big Brother, and we want to know. I want to know from both Jeanette and Moose your elevator speech on how this season is going. Moose, go first. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me on this episode, Chick Chatters. Um, very much appreciate, especially to uh, give my most valuable input on this most important season of yes. Big Brother. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. Season's okay. Let's be honest. It's just okay. 
Um, there's a few things that I really do like in this, this year's season. Um, some of the, uh, of course, the old favorites, the, uh, the OTEP games, you know, things like that. They're back in full swing. Um, the coin of destiny element that they brought into the game, I think was really cool. Um, I, there, there's some, some wild like cultural things that are going on in this house this year that it's that I don't know. I don't know how I want to feel about it. Okay. Um, pause on that. Don't, I, don't explain on that because we're going to. We're okay. Going well, to I mean, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. So I, I won't go any further than that until um, I'll let you, I'll defer to the other experts on the program. So, so Moose, do you believe that this season is, has been a good season thus far? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's fine. It's just, it's just a- All right, Jeanette, what do you feel about this season as a whole? How is it going? It's an interesting season. It's unlike any other season they've had, obviously. Um, I actually like the dynamic in the house where you, I mean, it's, it's definitely a more diverse cast and it was, it's interesting to see how that's all playing out, but I think it's more representative and it doesn't allow one side to single out or target. Um, And when I say more diverse, I I mean, not only racial, but age, I mean, I, well, no, the age thing hasn't, there's not really too significant of age differences there, but also between the male and female, which they always have. But I feel like they tried to get people who not only shared maybe a racial or gender background, but also some commonalities and just personality and to see how they would mesh together. I'm going to say like, I'm terrible at this. I always pick the people that right off the bat from the first game, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the person I, I, I stick with through the game. And then they're always gone by like the week two or week three. When I was watching the promos, like Frenchie, I was like, oh, okay. And then here comes the, here comes the Southern farm boy that they're going to get. And then it like spun 180. I'm like, whoa, okay. Frenchie is that, but he's got another layer to them. So that's when I was like, this is going to be an interesting season. Um, I, I don't, I, I appreciate what's happening. I'm still curious to see like how it plays out, what happens in the weeks to come, because I, I'm, I, I thought I knew it was happening. And then I'm like, I don't know that I, I don't know what's really happening. If this is what I right. think is happening or if it's really like, do we think this is what's happening, but there's really another game going on. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm very confused. I can't get a handle on what's actually happening. For sure. And first of all, my dog would also like to apologize (laughs) for barking on the podcast. He's a fan. He needs to put his two cents in. Yeah. Well, she's, she watches with me and she's just, she doesn't understand either, but honestly, like the whole, the the cookout alliance, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Um, For folks that are listening that don't watch big brother, the cookout alliance is people of color on the show. Um, I don't know how I want to feel about it. 
most people of color. Who who is not? Was Derek X wasn't part of it, was he? He's Asian. But he's a so, person. So like of color. I'm thinking, okay, everybody that's not white is in the cookout okay. alliance, <laughs> okay. right? Okay, let's just let make it easier. So um I don't know how I want to feel about it because okay, I'm 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 as liberal as a day as long. Y'all know me like like it's nobody's business. If the shoe is on the other foot and the white folks got together and said, okay, we're going to do this white person alliance. It would not go over well. And but has that I, I knowing that, and knowing that there hasn't ever been a person of color win big brother, I see their angle. So I see both sides of it. I just don't know if like just backing someone to a fault as an Alliance member, just because they're the same race as you. I don't know how that plays. And I don't know what the numbers look like this season or whatever, but as far as, um, you know, Nielsen ratings and who, who watches the show or whatever, but it just, it just, it's just odd to me that they would do that like off the jump first episode, because that's what they did. They're like Derek, uh, I forget what's Derek's last name, but Derek, um, the larger fella was just like, Cookout right. Alliance, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to roll. And we're just going to do this to the end. And everybody was like, okay, cool. And I was like, hold on one second. Like, and, and honestly, it's the best alliance that be, as far as like keeping together as a group since Big Brother started. I mean, you can't say, I mean, how many people are in the Cookout Alliance? Six? Like one. six. six. Right. Six. So like, when's the last time you guys remember an alliance of six going further than jury? No, absolutely. I do agree with the fact that this alliance, no matter how they're formed, right? No matter how they're formed, this is, it has been a long time or never that I have seen an alliance that large, basically, even within diary room, within hidden cameras, all that stuff, they're sticking together and staying true and nobody has picked up on it really like not enough not well enough um to do anything about it and they are actually not just a group of people that said we're going to kind of go to the end they actually came up with this plan tiffany i think sort of charged it of everybody grabs a buddy is buddy system right and that person is who you go to the block with, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to get that person out, but we're always going to have the numbers to protect you, but you have to put your, and they're going to do a throwaway vote. Exactly. We have to put somebody up every time, you know, yeah. and, um, and it has worked for them. And they, even on some of these super close relationships, such as, um, Kylan and Sarah Beth, you know, those two are super tight. Everybody says like they're way tight and that they're the kind of the team that has to be broken up. And Sarah Beth has zero idea about the cookout. And she that's has, the thing. That's the thing that kills me no is that like, they have kept that under wraps. They've like moved on with it. Like it is a, an assassin group. And, and Kylan really is. is. And Kylan is there saying, gosh, I love Sarah Beth. Like she's the best and she's my best friend and all that stuff, but she's got to go home because I'm all about the cookout. And it's, it's crazy. Like I've not seen that last, like you said, Moose, so long in an episode, in a season, you know? Um, but I, do I think don't think, 
this, I think the reason you're feeling that way, and I'm not saying, and it's not wrong. I mean, it's your opinion, but think about it. This isn't the first time an alliance of like individuals has formed. There was the all male beef, beefy male alliance, all white, excluded all women, excluded anybody else of color. But the reason it's being brought to the attention is one, I think the name, um, and two, there's never been an opportunity for people of color to join together because the numbers weren't there. Right. So no, there's always been there's always been white alliances, if that's what we're calling it, that excluded people of color or females or whatever you do it. But and just said, you know, you're my people. We're going to stick together. But it just wasn't it wasn't recognized because there was always a 10 to three. Right. The numbers were ratio there. there. The numbers were never there. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's what we talked about last season, right? It's like how we want to see the casting change, right? Well, they listened number one. And now when they put, you know, when they put how how many people, I mean, not to get like, make this thing racially charged, but they, they put six people of color in the house and it's the same. I mean, I, and I don't want to compare apples to apples, but when they have the opportunity to do that, they definitely did, you know? And, and I think that, that, that number one, good on them. They saw an opportunity to seize that and they did it. But two, like, honestly, it, it's, it was one of those things where, you know, they, uh, it was almost like they could see what, how the cat, how, how they were cast. So it was almost a natural, just a natural thing that they did, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think there was, I don't know they could have told on. them that, I mean, because we don't know behind the scenes and I'm sorry to interrupt, but they don't tell yeah. you what they tell you to do behind the scenes. Right. So, you know, whenever that situation is presented itself, you know, when I saw the cast get introdu- uh, introduced, I was like, Oh, I was like, the numbers are different and a lot different. And they look a lot different than the, the typical, like so white big brother. I mean, honestly, that's what it right. is. And I was interested when I saw the cast to see what would happen because my thought was they should join together. Will they do it? Or will the female say, let's join this all female alliance um, or in the males? I think it's a social experiment and what happens and what's the goal. And I think had someone not said it, I don't know that it would have had have happened or as organically as it did, because I think people would have still been trying to. And I do also think that's one of the reasons because of the diversity of the cast that we started the season the way we did. We're going to let two people pick the teams or four people pick the teams, um, see where it lands. You know, we're going to say these are natural alliances. You're with these four people for the next two to three weeks. Are you going to form a bond or will social it's will social um, differences come into play? Are you know, the people of color are going to start sticking together or the females going to start sticking together, married versus unmarried. You know, there are people who different sexual orientation in the house, you know, what will happen? Are people going to couple up? And I'm loving that we're not seeing as many showmances this year. Um, because I think that just dry this, it makes the show so much more interesting. Um, so I think this is a good take and I do, I think they could potentially continue down this road but maybe throw some more curveballs in there because yeah, this is one of those alliances that you can do one time. 
it's not going to happen season 24, season 25. You had one opportunity to do it. You did it. If it works, it can never be done again because people are going to say, these gr- this group of people is going to stick together. So they're going to have to be forced to see other alliances. I think it's interesting to watch, um, to watch it happen. But again, I think it's one of those things that you're not going to see happen again. I completely agree because that is something I've thought from day one of them doing this alliance was if you're going to do this, it's going to have to be perfect. Yes. Because there's a lot of you in it. A lot. <laughs> There's a lot of you in it. There's a lot of mouthy people in that group. And you have different types of people too. And I'm not talking color, obviously. I'm talking more like there's the brawn guys. And then there's the Derek F who's not really done much, you know, then there's. Or that girl that I forget her name. Wasn't her a Zai? I don't know her name. Oh, Aza. Aza. Yeah. Yeah. I forget she's on the show half the time. (laughs) There's people that they, you know, who knows what your outside buddy system person's going to be. It's, you know, those are the, that's things. And now we're on the second half of the show, right? We're on the back end of the show. Now people are going to jury, people are doing jury management. Um, and this Alliance is going to have to continue this all the way through for anyone to consider it even a remote success, right? Like I feel like even if one person they trickle out or one person goes against it and still five people stick together, nobody's going to be talking about the Alliance anymore. I think it's going to be the, the cookout is going to be the final six. I mean, I honestly think it's, it's going to be like that. I mean, it's, I haven't haven't seen, I've never seen an Alliance in this game and I'll say it again. Get to this point without a leak, right? Or without really having a head of household. Yeah, they have not been head of household. Even this week's head of household got got hijacked. Right, goes back to that buddy system. Yeah, it's it's they've done this without putting a lot of not pressure. What's the word? Focus on themselves because they're not nominating people. Yeah, I mean they did they, but then it got hijacked. So it was like, oh, we're going to keep it the same. But I also find curious, I, it makes me think that someone from jury is coming back because nobody in jury knows about this alliance either. Julie Chen doesn't talk to people and say, you were a casualty of this alliance, which she has done in previous seasons. So it well, makes me think that they're going to well, bring someone back. Not when they go back. to jury, though. She doesn't tell oh, anybody that's right. anything that's when true. they go to jury. However, people's away messages, uh, going away messages, yeah. sometimes somebody will say, hey, look. There's this You're right. group of us, but we don't see those because they do them all fair. Yeah. So tell me who both of you think is playing the best game right now. Tiffany. I, well, I, I, you know, I, I can, it. yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I think, um, I think Derek has yeah. to. I think uh, mm. Derek Fraser has to. I think he's just kind of really. Yeah, really? I just think he. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it like this: Man knows what he wants. He goes after money in front of uh, in front of like safety in front of safety and veto meetings. You know, like he's he's getting it where he fit in. I love that, and he's he's basically being himself. And the other person who I really like is Xavier, and okay. somebody who can um and can hold 
close to the vest that he's an attorney. Like I hadn't gotten now. Like, See, that's interesting you say that because I think he's the one who could potentially derail the whole thing. Oh, you Which think so? One? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Which one? Xavier. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I think I think Derek F could. Derek F's Derek F doesn't really. I think Xavier and Hannah. I think his feelings for is it Han, not Hannah, um, Alyssa. Awesome. Oh, Alyssa is his buddy. Alyssa. Yeah, something's going to happen there because to me, Claire is going to be the one who figures it out if she's the next one to go home. She's close to figuring it out, I, I but think- not because of her relationship with Tiffany. Yeah, I think um, Kylan was close to screwing it up. With his push for Sarah Beth? Yeah. Um, I I like Xavier. I think he is playing just that good mix of social plus he's thrown a couple comps at the right time. Mm -hmm. As well as won a couple things. Like he sprinkled them in when he had to. He also knew what he was doing when he put himself up as the third nominee. Because he knew he was safe. He knew he was safe. He had every number in there. He was like, oh, no, I'm the third nominee. Psych. Like, kidding. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. Um, I think he's I think he's just a smart player. Um, I had, I like, I don't, I'm going to say I like. I do think Tiffany's playing a really good game and I think she is leading a lot of things when it comes to how the cookout operates but I don't think she'll make it to the end no she'll be one of the first ones they vote out because they can all see it they're letting her take they're letting her take the brunt of this yeah I will tell you the person who's frustrated me the most is Derek X because he didn't play the game when he needed to like yeah Oh, I, I, he, I think I just got I that, so was dumb. that was just dumb. Was just that was like, dumb, 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 dumb. Listen to the wrong people there. So there is a new podcast out called The Winner Circle, which is um, Cody and Derek Lavassier. You know, the the cop. Oh, the who, cop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who was the detective that lied that about never being nobody knew. Right. Yeah. And he's, you know, kind of considered one of the best players ever. Yeah, I would say so. And then he and Cody had that uh, alliance their season. And then Cody came back and won the all-star season. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) these two have a new podcast called The Winner's Circle. And I've been listening to it. They record it once a week after the person is evicted. And the people that weren't in jury, they actually have on the show. Mm -hmm. Once people started going to jury, they submit their questions through CBS and the person reads the question and then responds <laughs> to it, right? And the first whole episode of theirs that I've listened to was the one with Derek X. Mm. And he's got a lot of regrets. Oh, like, I, I would too. He does it from very end. Like he was not happy with how he did things. And I agree. You know, he, he screwed himself over on that one. Like he's in jury because of himself. He'll come back for an all-star, but I think he had a great opportunity to make it to the final two. Cause yeah. let's, let's face it. They were going to pull him along because everybody liked Derek X. He yeah. was Hannah's guy, you know, potential showman there that never existed. He was Tiffany's BFF. 
Yeah. I mean, he was going to go far. Yeah. And I think had he known about the cookout and they pulled him in, he would have played a different game. So did you guys catch it? There was he was going to come time. in seventh in that, in that alliance, though. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tiffany trusts him more than she trusts anybody else. Well, didn't you pick up, did you pick up on that time? It was like the week before that he was leaving. And I think it was him and Claire, maybe, that were discussing. And he was like, so if so-and-so's like really protecting so-and-so, and he's playing out scenarios, just like they yeah. do with on the block, right? Like, well, if this person votes with this and then whatever. And he said something about, you know, wow, if those people are all really working together. That's, that's a lot or something. And he alludes to this large group of six that he's kind of deduced that there is people coming from different angles for, because he was like, I didn't see them all working together, but wow, that's a big group or something. And do you think, and it's almost like production cut him off. And I, I, I wonder, you know, because, you know, have they, has production held back from letting people say something about there being a person of color alliance? I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't that's know. That's a good question. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't know. You don't know what happens. Like, I mean, it's. Or is production trying to basically say, look, yes, these people, we all see it. That's a person of color alliance. We see it. But we don't have to state it out loud like we're, as Moose was saying at the beginning, maybe there's some people that say, well, how come there's not an all-white alliance, this, this, and they call themselves a white alliance, whereas this one says a person of color alliance. The right? whiteies. Right. So that's why, like, I'm wondering if production has had just a tiny hand in that of not showing us. Well, we talked about saying, that too, like, Mary Margaret, about just how they edit that show together. You know, I mean, it just... Course. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I have Paramount Plus, but I don't watch live feeds. Um, you know, so we don't really know what goes on a lot, or I don't really pay attention. I haven't kept up with the joke with, you know, the, the, the Joker site and all that stuff this year right. either. But so um, I'll tell you, I have Paramount Plus as well. Okay. And I mean, I had it before I knew that's where the live feeds were going to be. Right. Because I love Yellowstone, but the, uh, I, I've gone to the live feeds. Okay. I never was like a live feed subscriber. I'd done the free trial before and it just never seemed like I could, could remember or get to it. Well, anyway, this, uh, I've gone to the live feeds a couple of times and I will tell you, there is no way in hell I would do that show with the <laughs> crap that I sit there and tune into there. It's the most boring stuff. I never see anything juicy on live feeds, no matter when I tune in. I well, there's no showmances this year. There is nothing. There's no whispering in the rooms of somebody talking about game or something. They're sitting around talking about, like, why one toe grows longer than the other or stuff. And, like, braiding each other's hair. And then it's, it's true. It's true voyeur stuff. It really is sitting there yeah. being bored and watching these people. And I, I kept thinking like, well, surely I'm going to 
catch some of them talking about game where they you can switch between cameras, you know, and you, there's going to be one in the room. Because we always see that on the show where they've pulled that and said, like, last night, here's a conversation that was had. And you don't see that even on I the- I never even, see that shit. Never you, see it whenever I'm watching these live feeds. So I don't ever- You don't even see it. We don't even see it. Like in the um, in the actual show that airs, you know, it's there's never. I mean, if you think about it, now that you brought it up, I, I just thought about it. They don't show any of the like the oh well, this happened this week. There's nothing to right. pull from. They're a bunch of boring. They're, they're boring people. But they're playing a better game, I think, because they're not all sidetracked yeah. by a bunch of personal. Re- you know what I mean? Like we always think, watch people working out or a, in the hammock or making out, and I'm tired of watching that. Like I don't know, as a viewer, <laughs> I, that's what I turn in. That's what I tune in for. All right, I have a question well, for both of you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, go ahead. Finish what you were going to say about the live feed. Well, I was just going to say that I do think that there one thing that was um good to see this year, which. I know they've done sometimes in different things, but they haven't always had time for it on seasons. But, you know, they did like a service project this year. They did the Red Cross, fill in the Red Cross bags um, on the show, which, hey, you know what? Like, that's good. You're sitting around a house doing nothing right now. Why not be doing something like this and support like a service project like this? I thought that was great. I was glad to see like CBS taking advantage of having this, time and hands to do it so that and then they've they had dear evan hansen be the sponsor of last night's episode so they were doing that you know i I like that stuff and quite honestly when you don't have all this other drama and showman stuff going on they have time for those things okay so here's my question i think this alliance starts to fall apart next week if claire or Alyssa wins head of household and do you think Claire will figure it out if she doesn't win head of household is put on the block? Um, she can't play head of household. Oh, because of the thing. She's the secret so, H. That's why they planned it that way. They made her play her coin of destiny. Oh, uh, that's right. Instead of Tiffany. Cause Tiffany said, I got to play next week if I'm going to get thrown off, but Claire doesn't play next week. And that's how we're getting her out. That's right. That's right. Do you think if she's put on the blocks, let's say if she wins veto or whatever, um, this could all, a monkey could, a, a, this could all be thrown off if Alyssa wins. So if Alyssa wins, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But do you think some, because I don't think Alyssa's going to figure it out. Do you think, do you think Claire figures it out? And if she does, do you think she tries to flip the script? talk to Alyssa and the other girls in the, in the house and say, look, I'm aware of what's going on. You guys have the numbers. You're going to get to final six, but what if we work together and get the guys out and the four of us go or the five of us go and then let it be a woman who wins. And do you think that would work if she tried that? I, um, I think she is definitely the closest one to figuring it out. But I don't think she figures it out completely before she gets kicked out of the house. I think when she's sitting in jury, she's going to put all of it together and she'll figure that out in jury for sure. Um, but I don't okay, think she figures so. it out before she gets out of the house. And even but- if she did, let's say she did have an inkling of it and she tried to go to these girls. I do not think Tiffany or Hannah would abandon the cookout. True. Okay, another scenario. Let's say Xavier wins 
Claire goes up. Claire wins veto. Does he put Alyssa up? Yes. But then everything would be exposed. But who's he up against? Who's she up against? I don't know. Wouldn't it be Tiffany at that point? Is, isn't Claire Tiffany's person or no? Am I wrong about that? Yes, it is. Okay. Can I pose a question to y'all? So at no point in Big Brother history has an alliance been like this, right? We've we've gone in circles about this. No, wait, there has. Wait, wait. No, 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 I'm just I'm just saying like as a like a, a cultural group, right? Wait, wait, Moose, real quick. Okay. If I was just thinking about uh, Jeanette's question, if I took interrupt you now, <laughs> if, if Xavier wins, okay. Claire wins veto, pulls herself off. I think he puts up Alyssa against Tiffany. Let's say Tiffany's up there. I think he puts up Alyssa because he's going to tell her she's a pawn. But that's, I mean, that'll work with Alyssa. I don't think that'll work with anybody else. Well, that's the thing. It has to be <laughs> Alyssa, right? So I think he's going to put her up and be like, look, we're going to do this so that we can get Tiffany out. And she's clearly working with some of these other guys. When really, I mean, it's not. He's going to have to tell her that. And she's going to believe him because she walks on water for Xavier. And she played the roulette thing and got his butt put up on there. So mm-hmm. I do think she was, she's going to have to go up and he's going to have to say something like you're a pawn to get Tiffany out because these other guys would vote for you over her or whatever. Or he throws a competition so he doesn't even have to play or so yeah. he doesn't even have to make that decision. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens now. Okay. Moose go for it. Okay. So I'm just kind of, I'm just going to review. Right. So we've got, it's still in the house. We have Alyssa, Aza, Claire, Derek, Hannah, Kylan, Sarah Beth, she's going to get evicted this week. Um, and uh, Tiffany and Xavier, right? So out of those people, there is one, there's like like just like a, a two or three non-cookout members that are there. They're gone, y'all. They're gone. Like, see you later, bye. And I, and I think there's a couple reasons, right? And kind of which brings... I'm sorry? Alyssa and Claire. Yeah, right. So, I mean, if so that that gives them basically if you know if one one of one of two people win HOH out of eight, you know, so like it's the numbers just aren't looking good for anybody. They're not to out, right. So okay, and here and here's the question I was going to pose. Right. So never in the history of Big Brother has like an a cultural alliance like this formed. Right. I mean, the the numbers have never been there to do that. Right. What happens to them outside the house if they go against that alliance? Right. So that, that's the things that I think about. And that's just my head run a million miles a minute. But like if they go against the alliance, right, typically they're, they're probably going to get voted out. So what's their? I mean, honestly, like what what would that even look like outside the house? So like you went against like this this cultural juggernaut. Right for some thing, but and my point is, is they're not going to. I mean, that's just no, one caveat of them not going against that alliance. But I think Highland, even though we won't see the goodbye message, I don't think is going to tell Sarah Beth this week about the alliance because I feel like it too. 
because she cried and said, I'm here because nobody likes me. And it took everything in him not to tell her. He tried to say, that's not true. That's not true. You know, I don't think that's why. And she goes, no, it absolutely is. And I think because of her feelings and not wanting her to go into this feeling like nobody likes her, he's going to tell her this week in the goodbye message, there's an alliance. She's going to take that to the jury house. I yeah. do think it's. I, think I mean, it's I, that's a very, to. very good possibility. That's Absolutely, good possibility. and I think by the time Claire gets there, even if Sarah Beth doesn't know about it, I think Derek by the time Claire gets there, they're all going to figure it out. Derek X is sitting in there, putting together pieces. They're all able to. You, we've seen it happen when you get to jury. We've seen people have moments of clarity, right? And yeah. say, "Oh, wait, you just got out. Okay, well that makes sense now." Right, yeah. but don't they, they get to watch the episodes? They don't only they... see the winners. They see the competition HOH stuff. Oh, okay. I knew they took yeah. a videotape with them, but I didn't yeah, know like, like a what picture they video. saw. Okay, they don't see any game talk. So, yeah, they know who's the next HOH. Miss, I think the closest that we've come to this before, and it's not even cultural, it's, do you remember, and I, it's, it's going to bother me because I can't remember the name of the group. I can see their faces. There was a group and it was, there was, I think five guys and they pulled in one female and I don't remember her name, but I remember thinking, oh gosh, I'm going to start doing that thing, Mary Margaret. I'm like that one guy with the hat. So there was one guy who always wore a hat. She was a Southern girl. Everybody liked her. She was the one female in the group. Brittany, Brittany, and she, and we all thought that she should have a showmance with that guy, but she was in a relationship. Brittany because, Hayes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think the closest we've come is that, and that Alliance stuck together through the whole thing, brought her in as the sixth, but then immediately got rid of her once it was down to the last six people and the five of them right. were going on together. I think that's the closest we've come. Um, but they did get rid of her. And went with the five guys that they started the show with on day one. It was right. the brigade. The brigade. The brigade. Yeah, I started thinking about trucker hats. I'm like, that's not it. It was the brigade. Yeah, I think Moose. I think that's the closest we've come to this before. Yeah, you're you're right on that. But you know, and, and here's the thing. Like, and and I'll just kind of expound on that point I was trying to make is that it's not even the Big Brother game. Right, it's outside of Big Brother. So let's just I'll just throw a hypothetical out there. Xavier, or no, we'll say Kylan, like blows this alliance up, right? He goes outside the house. Do you think he'll have like replications? Like, no, it's a game. Oh, I know, but I realize (laughs) that. But it's it's just it's just different this year. It's just just different. I don't think I don't because I think it's just not really. He's not blowing up anything because the numbers are there. It's going to take a miracle for for Claire or Alyssa to win. And if they win against what's going on in the house or if they somehow flip it and change and break up the cookout and they all go to separate sides, then good on them. But I no, I don't think it's going to be anything like I think it would be a bigger it would have been something bigger of like chill town turned on each other, which they have now. You know what I mean? Like they did. Right. (laughs) They did. But. I I don't think I don't think this is going to be one of those where it would have been something had one or two people join the cookout. And then later, when it was maybe down to eight or nine, broke apart, joined another alliance and said, 
um, I'm secretly with the cookout, but this is the alliance I'm going to. I think there would yeah. have been bigger repercussions there. But yeah. the way it is now, no, they're going to have to flip on each other at some point. The numbers are there now. There's not, it's, it's all comes down to gameplay now. What's best for your game? Because right. again, if Claire or Alyssa wins, then good on them. But it, it, it's like you said, I don't think the numbers are there for that to happen. Sure. What are, oh, Mary Margaret, what's been your highlight this year? You've been the one firing questions out. What, what have you, what's your, y'all's highlights this year? And I'll even say highlights and lowlights. I'll give you a top couple. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I'm like Jeanette. I'm glad there's not like as much showmance type stuff and that kind of, that type of play, I guess. Um, Girls throwing their games away for boys. Tend to, tend to get draining sometimes. Um, I've liked the little tiny, tiny alterations of the challenges. I think there's been some good challenges this year in the way that they've done them. Uh, when it was, especially when it was like the, the card teams, you know, aces, Kings, Queens, jokers. Um, you know, I thought that spin was really good that they were going to play as teams. I think that that um, there was unfortunately some people like Brittany who got called up in that and kept thinking like the Kings or the Aces or whatever team she was on was going to keep going. You know, that after that was all done, it didn't matter. And I think she focused too much on the the teams thinking they were all going to stay together even after that twist was done. And that sealed her fate because everybody else was doing other alliances instead of the teams. Um, they used it as a cover for a while. Um, I What I haven't liked is that I do feel like we're missing some of the... Uh, I feel like we're missing some of the intensity with some of these because everybody's playing it pretty aloof on some of the stuff. I feel like because the cookout kind of said their piece and then they've split, like, uh, you know, they don't sit around discussing it. They're not hanging out together in the backyard. There's not yeah. all six of them sitting in the backyard talking. Right. So, um, everything else is, has not been as intense. They've just been kind of, again, it's brilliant. You've got your buddy system. That's really smart, but it, it makes for kind of a sleepy, uh, backdooring and all that stuff. I love a backdoor. I love when people like get blindsided. I love that stuff. And we haven't really seen much of that. I feel like everybody that's gone home has pretty much known they were going home and that was set. Um, so I wish there was more of that. Mm. Now let's assume that the cookout, the six members of the cookout are the final six. Everybody else is out of the house. Who wins the game and who's the top two sitting beside each other at the finale? I think it all depends on who wins HOH each week. I think either Tiffany or Ozza will be the first to go because Ozza's kind of just there. She's one of the floaters. Um, Grab she hasn't like really that. done much. She hasn't really done much to help the team. So I think they'll take that into consideration and just say, let's just, you know, if, if we're going to take this to the end, it can't be Ozza. She's just been here essentially and being pulled along by everybody that she's been aligned with. So I think she, either she or Tiffany will be the first to go, depending on who wins head of household. I, I, I would drop Ozza first. And then from there, I think it's just play and see who wins and see who wins veto. And I think they're just going to battle it out between the five of them. I honestly, I don't know because I don't know what the competitions are going to be. 
Well, who do you want in the final two of of the cookout? Because we have to assume it's going to be those of the final six. Out of those, final um, six, you know, I honestly would not two? be disappointed in any. I would. I, I like Derek F. I like Highland. Um, I like Hannah. I'm okay with Tiffany. I like the way Tiffany's playing the game. So I think she deserves to win because she's done. She's played a great game. So between her and Derek F, I'd say, you know, I would like one of those two to win, but honestly, I'd be okay with any of them except Aza. I don't want Aza to win. Aza or Xavier. I think any of the other four I'm fine with. Cause I kind of feel like, yes, he's thrown some competitions, but I feel like he's just kind of floated by too. Cause he knows he, he knows he can do those things because he's protected. He doesn't take any chances. He just lays low and lets other people get their hands dirty. Moose? Yeah, I like Derek. I like Derek too, but let's just be honest. Like he is terrible at competitions. Like yeah. He's not going to win anything. And I think he is, he's a floater just like anybody else. You know, he, and mm, it, yeah. it just, and honestly, like you saw, like when he had the chance to win money, he took it. And I think that's the one of the reasons he did that is because he, I don't think he, I think he believes deep down inside he can't win. I don't yeah. think he has the chance. I don't think he's got it in him to win it. So I, I, I'll put it out there. But I like the guy. I think he's kind of jovial and gregarious. So I think he's, you know, he, he, he's a nice, he's a nice enough guy, right? So um, to be honest, I think Xavier's going to win. I, I, I think that. he's going to have. You know, I, I think he's kind of been laying low, but then you see, like, when he has to win competition, he smokes it. He absolutely smokes it. Like that domino competition. Come mm-hmm. on. Like, he Super just smart. ran through He just ran through it. And basically. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah, he's absolutely. Smart. And took all those punishments, knew, knowing that he's like, I got the alliance behind me. I can take whatever it is. I put me on the block. It doesn't matter. I'm not going home. So, I, I think that's, you know, he's smart in, in, in that regard. Um the uh, the only thing that I'm really glad about this season is like is honestly is Brittany's not here anymore. Like that girl got on my nerves with that nonsense rapping stuff, and it was just it would be different if she was like really good at it. <laughs> well, you know? I didn't like the whole like I I I would get so annoyed by her. Um, just get on, girl. Brittany. Get out of here. Yeah. When she'd stand up, stand up, and she's doing this, like screaming at the camera and stuff in the diary room, and then she'd cry. She's either screaming or crying, and it was, you know, I, I get it. It was, she was being put on the block a lot at the beginning, so she was emotionally drained. Right. But I because people didn't like, like her. Well, I kind of <laughs> wanted to be like do do something about it, you know. Yeah. Either, you know, change up some some of your strategies, like take a look at it. Don't just assume they're just putting you up because you're a pawn every week. Clearly, you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're not a pawn. That's the thing. Like, I just, I, I can't, she got voted out sixth. I'm just, I, I'm, I, I just could, I cannot believe she lasted that long, to be, to be honest. I thought she was, they were going to bounce her like the second week. Um, but and Frenchie uh, came out too hard, too fast. I oh, did like that's that. what I was gonna. You took the words out of my mouth. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I re, I re, that's okay. I really like. I really did like Frenchie. Like I really thought that that, that guy could have put together a, a good game and probably some decent alliances. That's face value. That, but when you actually got to like meet the guy and knew his qualities, he had no chance. No, no win. chance in this game because he was. Hard, he ran bad. that mouth. He ran the mouth. He was too much. It was too much, too much. All the, it, everything, all the time. For my, he my was buddy Bo all, Burns. 
He was. And he was all in Big Brother, too. You know, I'm a yeah. super fan. I'm this. I'm that. And I'm like, dude, quit saying it. Quit saying it. It's not good for you. It's not good for you right now. So I, I know it's we've definitely, you know, um, had a few very forgettable people on the episodes already uh, or on the show this season. And then some people that I think are definite all-star potential. So there has been a nice mix of some smart players and some, some not so smart has, has Derek F told people that he's smoking Joe Frazier's son? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Sure. Haven't heard anything about it. No, I don't it. think so. Yeah. Um, well, and, and we, that would that would be bad because then people are like, well, you don't need the money, right? And then Xavier is lying about his career. Sarah Beth is lying about hers. Claire is lying about hers because they were like scientists people, right? Like, so. You know, those things are always interesting whenever they come yeah. out at the end. So I've, I've got their occupations here. So um, which one were you asking about? I was just curious if, uh, I mean, I was just saying that I think that Claire and Sarah Beth are hiding theirs because they have the science background. Oh, yeah. Like, well, just hiding the fact that they're brilliant people. Right. Right. Amongst us, you know? I, yeah. Um, um, so I, I, I'm... I do think this is when the game starts happening, right? This is the second half, and we're now in thick of jury. So the big questions are, is there going to be a, a comeback, you know, a jury comeback player? And will the cookout be the top six? You know, I mean, those things are going to – I mean, what a crummy situation for whoever comes back from the jury, right? comes back into the house of the cookout and then I don't think they're like, going to do oh. it this year. Uh, hot take. I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. I just, um, I got a feeling. I I'm, I'm just, uh, I really think it's going to be a good second half of the season because now is when they have to start turning on each other. I mean, I hate to be the dramatic about it, but like, give me some drama when the six of you got to come after each other. Let's see who can really play at that point. Right? So, any other thoughts on Big Brother Season 23 thus far? Yeah, I just... I uh, Thanks again for letting me come on and, and hijack your podcast, guys. I appreciate it. But uh, the only thing that I did never really... Uh, I, I never got... Did you know Brent's last name is Champagne? Yes. Remember, he said it in that. the beginning. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Because he's a that. he's a flight attendant and he's fancy. Oh lord. Yeah. I missed that don't, part. Don't give me Brent as my flight attendant on any flight ever, please. All right, guys. Well, expect the unexpected. We'll see what happens next. Um. You know, we've got another full season, or we've been given thus far another full season of sweet goodbyes from Julie Chen Moonves. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see where it all goes. Otherwise, that's all I got, guys. Thanks for joining me, Moose. Thanks for piping in on some Big Brother hit and 
see what we come up with. We'll all stay in touch now. We've tried not to talk about it up until now, which has been nice. So we'll we'll touch base as they get a little further in. Jeanette, as always, good to see you. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, glad to be here. And thanks, everybody, for listening at home. We hope that you've enjoyed Chick Chat, Big Brother fans or not. Uh, be sure to go over to TheMesh.tv and check out all the other shows that The Mesh has to offer. And until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.